If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. No investigation necessary. Welcome to VEASAN's F1 Betting Podcast. It's lights out, away we go, go, go. Oh, Checker is a legend. Absolute animal. The only F1 handicap you'll ever need. Mike, this is the right. But the championship can only be won. Here are your hosts, F1 technical analyst Mikhail Miranda and betting expert Ben Wilson. We are back, ready to go after a week hiatus. Mikhail Miranda with me. I'm Ben Wilson. It is the VEASAN Formula One betting podcast after a uh, scintillating, at least from the betting perspective, Miami Grand Prix. Didn't exactly uh, follow up as far as the entertainment perspective, but we just care about cash and tickets, Mikhail. We are on to the first of the two Italian Races, you are back looking very tan after a vacation in sunny San Diego. You look recharged. You're ready to cash some tickets just like you did last race out. Uh, but the big talking point, there's really two. We'll start with the first one. And it looks like this could be our first weather insane race of the Formula One season so far, Mikhail. You have spe- spent uh, time in the past talking about how you love a good rain race. But it has been pouring rain. I saw they evacuated the track earlier today. There's a river right by the race that they expect a flood. So a lot of rain going on in Italy. What, have you, what are you seeing uh, as the latest, and what do you expect for this race coming up as far as the weather is concerned? When it comes to weather, there are two things to be concerned about. One is, are we going to see upsets with teams, and are we going to see some, something completely out of the blue happen? Or two, is the race going to end on the safety car? Because we've seen that happen with the Belgium Grand Prix where it was so heavy on the rain that they did two laps under the safety car or a couple laps under the safety car, called it 25% and everyone got half a point finish. Right, it's whoever, wherever you qualified, that was your finishing position. So we don't want anything like that. We do want the rain though. It's going to invite some teams to fight for the points and not just on the lower end of the points, I'm talking about the higher end of the points. Because when it comes to rain, Haas is immensely good in the rain. 
no idea why that car is just perfect in the rain so I'm going to be looking at some Haas money here for sure for this race so uh, the teams that you normally count out on a dry weather track count them in for a wet race that's fascinating when you phrase it like that uh, as far as the latest forecast I have this pulled up expecting 60% chance of rain Friday 80% Saturday 60% with scattered storms on Sunday, we're back to the traditional format. This was the debut of the sprint race last year. It was earlier in the F1 season. Uh, now we have it after that, after the break, after going to Miami. So uh, you think about the weather is, is storyline A, but storyline B, Mikhail, are, are the long-awaited Mercedes upgrades. They're finally here. We've been waiting forever. A lot of, lot of uh, quotes coming out from Toto Wolf and the rest of the Mercedes team, what do you realistically expect? As in the odds board, they are getting a lot of respect now. Lewis Hamilton, George Russell are fourth and fifth in the outright market ahead of Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz, both the Ferrari drivers. What can we expect here out of the Mercedes? I expect now a closer race with Aston Martin. This is what's going to determine if the Mercedes W14 has gone in the right concept direction. Because if they can't compete against their customers, this is going to be an embarrassing moment for the eight-time champions, right? Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, and Toto Wolff will not be happy with the outcome of the car that they've just produced after saying our car isn't up to what we want it to be. It's going to be just an embarrassment if uh, Aston Martin finishes higher or even close to them, right? Because they, they want to be able to finish in the time margin that's maybe around three, four seconds ahead of the Aston Martin. That's how they're going to determine if this car is worthy of where it needs to be. Not for this season, but possibly for the upcoming seasons moving forward because there's no more engine upgrades. We're in the engine homologation period until 2026 when the new regulations come in. So uh, Mercedes have to really figure out a way to deliver and the specifications of this car with this new concept direction. Otherwise, it's not going to look well for the team. Yeah, the quote I saw from Toto Wolf, the W14 handling, he called poisonous. So this is the upgrade they hope cures all ills. And if you just look at how it's reflected now in the podium finish market, and again, if, if you're new to the show, if you've been watching any sort of F1 this season, you know about... Red Bull's absolute dominance, and so it's not a surprise to see Max Verstappen a minus 250 favorite, the lead Red Bull driver before things even kick off. Sergio Perez, his teammate, plus 330. Fernando Alonso in the Aston Martin, 12 to 1. You and I are are a pretty rocking chair winner at the end, Mikhail, in the Miami Grand Prix. We had Fernando Alonso in the minus 105, minus 110 range to finish in the podium. He's up to minus 150 this week. Lewis Hamilton's now plus 150, so there's respect there to the Mercedes drivers. Charles Leclerc and Ferrari, who we, we always have to talk about. We're almost contractually obligated to, Mikhail. We'll talk about in a second. He's fallen back to 2-1. to one. George Russell now plus 225. So that's how it looks on the podium front. You bullish it all in any of those numbers. And is the adjustment on Fernando Alonso justified moving his price up about 40 cents there to finish in the podium? I think 40 cents is a bit too expensive. But yes, we should be watching that number increase. 
but now you might want to keep an eye on that number because it might decrease. As we said, Mercedes are coming in with the upgrades, new floor, new side pod, new suspension. This is going to change the way the car drives. It took by an entirely new DNA. So if what Mercedes hopes for is to finish right below Red Bull, which means second fight to Aston Martin and leaving Ferrari in its waist, right? Uh, We might see that number drop back down and might even go into plus money range again. So there's a lot to look forward here. This the minus 150 on Fernando Alonso is now an observation. It's it's testing what's going to happen. So let's look at that, what's going to come forward. As far as adjusting for Mercedes, this is a really big adjustment. Plus 150 and plus 225, respectively, for Lewis Hamilton and George Russell. No, I'm sorry. We don't know what Mercedes are going to do. We have the cost cap. They can't throw money at the problem anymore. That no longer exists. So I think... We should have Lewis Hamilton in the plus 225 and George Russell in the plus 250 range. So I'm not seeing value trusting the numbers here from the sportsbook. Uh, so th- there's a lot to see what's going to happen, right? Again, we are back to modeling what's going to happen with the upcoming races because we just got a sample pack of the leaders, the top three. Now it's going to be uh, everyone from fourth to sixth, right? What can Mercedes, what can Alpine, what can McLaren do? Again, watch these teams come back in because it is a wet race. Right. Well, and the reality is, from Lewis Hamilton's point of view so far, he has one crash slash uh I, I guess administ- administrative assisted uh, podium so far in Australia. If we're going to be kind of uh, and phrase it like that, we've we've been well documented in our criticisms of uh, the FIA there in Melbourne. And outside of that, he's finished no higher than fifth so far on the track this year. I would think, from Mercedes standpoint, correct me if I'm wrong, you get all you get all these upgrades. You would like just a a normal status quo race to see how those actually translate. Not a as we're predicting here, a rain soaked wet caution filled race in, uh, in in Imola there the first race in Italy absolutely like we would want something to fare against because we've had some good weather in the past couple of races just the tire traction has been different so you want something along those lines to compare where you are going but again wet weather throws out every single thing in your book that you've collected any data that you have no longer makes sense as a result i know you were a fan of, well, I don't want to say you're always a fan of chaos, but when it's at least somewhat predictable, Mikhail, that is a direction you like to go down from the betting markets. Unfortunately, I've noticed this with a bunch of sports books. It's not just DraftKings. It's not just the books I've, I've looked at. It's pretty much everywhere. The, the taxes have really gone up. And I, I wonder, is that a result? We're, we're seeing, for back of a letter, lack of a better word, a lot of chalk throughout these races. And it's not just anymore you're getting taxed on Max Verstappen. You're getting taxed pretty heavily on the, the top six market uh, where you have at least this week seven different drivers or minus 165 or better to finish in the top six, which is just ridiculous. The points finish, 11 different drivers. I'm just going off DraftKings number, but it, it, this is the same in a lot of other books. Minus 175 or shorter, which again, mathematically is just comical. It, it leads to us feeling somewhat cheated as betters. Having said all that though, in a race like this, is this the perfect time to to zag against the books where they are pricing all of the popular drivers through the moon, maybe look at some of these guys further down the board. 
Absolutely, right? So, uh, wet weather throws out a lot of things that we would expect. Again, teams are now building on the foundation that they set last year, with the exception of Mercedes and McLaren, who have thrown the rule book completely out and said, let's design a new car. Let's go with spec B for sure. So uh, you brought an interesting point. I'll be paying a heavy tax. I'm looking at Lando Norris for a points finish at minus 175. I can tell you that McLaren is not looking pointy or sharp in yeah, any way. Get out of here on that. That's, I mean, I get that Lando, Lando did finish in the podium last year, but as you just pointed out, completely different car. And we, we always say, as one of our tips, don't just blindly look at the results from this track last year and just say, well, that driver's great. It's, you know, sometimes there are ways to look at that. Sometimes it, it could not mean a thing. And it, this is probably one of those times where it has very little impact what happened last year. Absolutely. Uh, knowing the type of driver Lando Norris is, minus 175 with that car is too much money. That This should be around plus 115 if I'm being realistic. So I don't really trust this number, which means that the book knows something I don't or the books aren't gauging McLaren where they need to be. Or they're saying, hey, it's wet weather. We can see Lando Norris come back because he's good in the wet. So there are a lot of things to take into consideration, a lot of variables. It comes down to your knowledge of the driver and the knowledge of the team. How are they faring moving forward with what they have and what they don't have, right? How are they adapting to the conditions that are set for them, right? Uh, When it comes down to this race, we know it's a wet race. We know that it's going to be a lot of harsh days, going to be some chaos. And who loves it more than Max Verstappen? I like Max Verstappen. But I'm not going to be laying minus 250 on him. So I'm going to look for something that gives me a bit more value, which right before this podcast, uh, Ben and I were going through this, trying to figure out what's some good value bets. And what do we find again? Fastest lap and win the race. Parlay from DraftKings. Max Verstappen plus 100. Even money. Jump on that. Max Verstappen got the fastest lap and the race win last year. Given the the current stipulations of his driving his space, right? Red Bull's in a league of its own. Max is on his way to be crowned champion of the world again. That does not seem like an insane bet to take. The books haven't adjusted this yet, which means not many people are betting into the menu. So here's a pro tip for you. Look into the menu. Yeah, pro tip. Look into the menu that's being offered by your sportsbook. You might find something that you really love. I really love this Max Verstappen plus 100 bet for fastest lap and race win. As you know, I've been jumping on this every single time I see this money because like, there's a 90% chance that you're going to get this. Did it last week for the first time this, this season, admittedly, but he did have the fastest lap uh, race win double last week. And last year, as much as we sometimes say, take past results with a grain of salt. This was a track that suited his eye last year. Max Verstappen, he won the Grand Slam. This was the first sprint race we had under the new format a season ago. Verstappen won that. He was on pole, had the fastest lap, and, and won the race. The question I would have for you as far as Verstappen goes, so and you post all your, your, uh, your plays, Michaela, even if there's, are, there are those you add after practice and qualifying, you'll, you'll let people know on your social media. And last race in Miami, Verstappen gets stuck, doesn't record a time, in Q3 of qualifying, as a result, slips down. His odds correlatively drop. And you were able to find him at, an, at a plus money price there, which you did bet. And Verstappen, because of the superb driving ability and the superb car, he ends up winning uh, in relative ease, so to speak. So given 
that we tend to see that. And really the one way people are looking to bet Verstappen, especially this year, Mikhail, it's all right, just, just hope, pray that he somehow screws up in qualifying and just get a better number pre-race. Does the rain at all change that calculus for you based on the forecast? Will it be harder for, the, for these drivers to pass? Or do you still see Verstappen being a guy you would bet if he slips in qualifying at all? Uh, so Max was able to do a lot of the passing due to the DRS. Now, Red Bull is really fast, but a lot of the cars were in close packs in Miami. Uh, the only reason why Max was able to plow through the field was because of the DRS. There's something special about the Red Bull DRS, and if you go online and do your research, you'll find out what that is. It's basically, they call it the triple DRS. It's the way the car has been built. It's just aerodynamically efficient. So now that we're introducing wet weather, right, DRS is taken away, but Max Verstappen is good in the rain. He's going to be able to do something that he always does. We're not going to see anything fair off. And that's how you know. That's the true mark of a great driver. Is no matter the weather, the performance is always there. So, are we going to see him mess up in qualifying? No, but we might see a driver who's been under pressure, who's sort of been taking it too much on the throttle, right? Charles Leclerc. He might actually make it difficult for Max again, like he did in the Miami Grand Prix in qualifying. Interesting. We'll keep, we'll keep that in mind uh, going forward. And speaking of Ferrari, our, uh, our required minute on the, uh, the, <laughs> the Ferrari team, this was really where it all went wrong, starting for them one of their two home races last year where Leclerc uh, finished sixth and Carlos Sainz crashed out early in the race. Any reason to, to believe anything positive this week for Ferrari? No, but for the customer team, I'm going to look for positive. Uh, and that's going to be Haas. Haas are really good in what weather now they're not too good when it comes down to race pace but with wet weather we can see something so uh, i'm still a little bit conflicted where i want to go and get Haas. but right now i'm looking at either kevin magnuson or nico hockenberg in the points finish kevin magnuson is plus 180 nico hockenberg is plus 160 i i like those odds it's just going to be do I look at that or do I go and find a team prop where if I do a double podium finish or a double top 10 finish for Haas, it's 6 to 1. All right? It's now it's going to fare down to how exactly do I think these drivers perform with this. And I'm saying that Nico Hoberg is performing a bit better than Kevin Magnussen. But again, the rain brings them both closer together, brings them much closer to the field and in the points range. So maybe a 6-1 to one long shot for a double top 10 finish for Haas. I think I might jump on that. That seems pretty nice to me right there. Drink, drinking the Kool-Aid. Neither, neither Haas have finished in the top 10 in the same race this year. You have two tenths for Kevin Magnussen so far. Hulkenberg finished seventh in large part to all the late crashes there in Australia. So uh, you're seeing right now, at, at least at DraftKings, Hulkenberg plus 160 to finish in the points, Magnuson plus 180. The other interesting name that, that that people might look at, there's really two. Alex Albon in the Williams plus 160 has had some uh, solid just outside the points finishes, finished 10th in Bahrain just outside since then. 
as well as Yuki Sonoda, who's basically been the, the guy you can you can count on for him to be either 10th or 11th. He's finished 10th or 11th in all five races so far. Two points finishes, two, uh, three just outside McHale. So seeing Albon plus 160 in the Williams, Sonoda plus 225, either of those interest you here in what we're assuming is going to be a wet, rain-filled race. Alex does intrigue me at plus 160. I like that number. I like Alex Albon, but... To me, I have a bias towards Alex Albon. Uh, I'm a fan of him. And to me, when it comes to being a fan of a driver, being a fan of a team, I really have to watch myself. So as much as I like the number, I think this is bringing in my bias of the sport, which I'm not going to jump on that number, but I'm going to look at it, right? Look at Alex Albon. Now, Yuki Sonoda, I have not seen him fare well in the rain. Uh, So plus 225, that's that's a big number for him. And it's it's a fair valuation of him. I, I don't see AlphaTauri doing well this race due to the fact that they can't perform in the dry. That car isn't set up to go in the wet. Uh, it's just logical for me. I know we're saying that a lot of teams that we count out will come in, but AlphaTauri has just been a letdown consistently this season, and I am counting them out from the get-go unless something changes. Yeah, I saw a meme that uh, where do the spare parts of Red Bull goes that they throw away? It's like, oh, AlphaTauri. Oh yeah, I'd say anybody who has watched Drive to Survive has would probably concur on our statement with uh, Yuki Sonoda. Just, <laughs> just anecdotally on some of the driving in the past from Sonoda. So probably he not is, somebody. His racecraft, his attitude is evolving you are seeing him become more of a formula one driver however he is not there yet i still think he's a bit childish on the throttle he's a bit too eager optimistic that he can take those turns in and here i think if he's not careful he could slip out and again just fall down the order so uh, he's got to be very careful here he's got to be patient patience is not his strong suit so if you want this 225 bet, you're betting on a lot from Yuki Sonoda. I just don't see it coming through. That's fair. Let me throw one very new uh, menu item. For those of you who have the DraftKings, uh, if you're in a jurisdiction to be able to bet DraftKings, I am not, unfortunately, being here in Las Vegas. But, Mikhail, how about this? And, and I think this is a response to all the criticisms about just how chalky the races have been and how easy it is to at least predict at least in some sort of order where the top three teams are going to be. So there's a new menu. It's winner without Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull, and Aston Martin. So we're taking away the top four teams. If you want to bet into this market, Esteban Ocon and Pierre Gasly, the two Alpines are each plus 180. Then it's Lando Norris plus 240. And then you go further down the list, uh, Oscar Piastri, the other McLaren at plus 850. Is there any uh, desire in your bones, Mikhail, you have to bet into this market? I don't trust betting something without Red Bull, Aston Martin, Ferrari, Mercedes. I just can't trust that because they are teams. The reason they're up there. And if if we're looking to count them out, right, that changes a lot of things moving forward. Any calculations that I've made, right, I have to severely overcorrect on how I'm looking at these drivers. And I just don't trust that this team's can perform the way I would fare them to. I just can't say that. And so I always have to evaluate them where they are compared to where they were last year, compared to the rest of the field. I, I just think the point, at least of this menu, and it you know correlates to what we were just talking about, betting on some of these longer shots to finish in the points. You're taking out four different teams, 
presumably, and I say presumably, we're assume you know, based on the data so far, and this can always can change in the rain, but you're in one sense you could make the case. All right, well, you're you're basically eliminating the top eight position. So you could make a case like if you think that the top eight will be in some order: Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull, Aston Martin. You're then betting on basically one of these drivers to finish ninth uh, in you know in the race if that's what you believe. So you could, I, you know, there's a path where you could you could draw a line there, Mikhail, if you really wanted to get crazy, throw a long shot and say, you know what, I like a Hulkenberg to finish in the points, and now I'm taking out four different teams who are likely to be in the top eight. Let me throw a forty to one shot there. Like I could, I wouldn't hate if somebody wanted to, to throw a tiny bet on that. You're obviously, you know, long term better off just making the points bet at a, at a small uh, plus money. But I at least, I at least see the logic there, right? There is a lot of logic there, but again, when you are a season uh, better, when you're a season sports fan, especially in Formula One, you know that a certain market that you just don't want to touch, right? So let's look at another market that I probably will not touch: fastest pit stop. Ah, of course. Who wants to bet that? Who wants not, to bet it? I'm, I'm not going to touch that now if i really get into the way pit stops are working and everything is there a way to make money for sure but that's not something i'm looking at i'm looking at the race i'm not looking at how the pit stop pit crew are working faster speed car to set the fastest speed car to set the uh, to set qualifying faster speed there are just markets here that just might overwhelm a lot of betters but it's markets that season betters will stay away from because they know exactly where to make the money, how to make the money. And as Brett Musburger, Godfather <laughs> over here for VSIN, cashing tickets is what it's all about, right? You don't want to make a loss, you want to make a profit. So it's finding the value here and seeing what the books just aren't able to catch what that you and I can catch. I don't think I've ever heard that line said in, uh, in your accent, Mikhail. That's very, that's very, very nice. Uh, hey, before we get into our best bets, take a second, like, subscribe if you aren't already, give us a review uh, on, our, on our podcast feed, give Mikhail a follow since you will not want to miss after the picks he gives out today, any other uh, race picks before the race gets underway. Uh, he, I will not be giving out any uh, picks this week, Mikhail, because I will, unfortunately, I'm going to, a, uh, I will be in a non- legal jurisdiction. I'll be in the state of Missouri, which is uh, stuck in their ways like it's still uh, 1876 there in, uh, in Missouri. I'll, I'll, be at a, I'll, I'll be at a wedding of one of our colleagues, Mr. Jeff Parles, this week. But your picks at Mikhail Miranda B. And, uh, and Mikhail, I, I, I mean, you did give out like a 35 to 1 long shot last race. I'll, that's all I'm saying. I just wanted to throw out my Hulkenberg uh, <laughs> top without the, <laughs> the Red Bull Mercedes uh, Red Bull, Mercedes, as well as, uh, what was it? It was a Ferrari and Aston Martin. I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, but what are you looking at here as we break down the menu, as we get ready? Race number six here in this 2023 season. So I've got two bets that are in the bags that I'm going to do. It's going to be um, Max Verstappen, fastest uh, lap and race win, parlay at DraftKings, even money. And it's going to be uh, Alpine, uh, no, sorry, Haas, double top 10 finish, double points finish, right? That's six to one. I I love those two bets. Uh, I just found another one that where Max Verstappen isn't too heavy, not not too heavy a price, and it is just the fastest lap. Max Verstappen minus one ten. If I think he's going to win the race and fastest lap, I'll jump on this a bit minus money. It's not that heavy. Minus one ten. Let's do it. Fastest lap. 
Max Verstappen minus 110. So three bets altogether. Two of two with Max Verstappen and then Haas double points finish. You're locking it in. There you go. I like how Michaela, you're like, ah, I couldn't decide between the Haas. So we're just gonna bet both of them. Six to one. <laughs> Six to one. I'll be I'll be rooting for Gunther Steiner and the Haas to uh, to excel in what we assume to be wet conditions this week there in, uh, in Imola. And next week, it's Monaco. So this is a very fun time for us. Uh, we will watch the race 9 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday for the sixth Grand Prix of the season. And then we're, we're back. We'll have our full recap and, and big race preview. Biggest race, at least traditionally from a betting perspective, will be the Monaco Grand Prix uh, a week from Sunday. So very exciting times here, Mikhail. You, sir, enjoy the race. Uh, and and now that now that you've gone come back from your vacation, you will be diving. I know you've been diving into the numbers all week, but you will enjoy. Uh, I feel like you'll be you'll enjoy being back in the saddle there, so to speak. Absolutely, I'm going to enjoy this a lot more. Okay, that's good to know. All right, for Mikhail, I'm Ben. We will catch you next time. Best of luck on all your bets. Follow Mikhail Mikhail Miranda B for remaining bets throughout the week, and we'll see you next time here on the Beeson Formula One Betting Podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.